Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Monday, November 5th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're talking to broadly journalist Diana Tourget on how the Trump administration is systematically eroding legal protections for transgender Americans. The New York Times recently exposed the Trump administration's secret initiative that, if enacted, would definitively exclude trans protections from existent constitutional civil rights statutes. After this secret memo was exposed, protesters flooded the streets. People were hurt and angry. But that night, broadly journalist Diana Tourget stayed home to write a comprehensive timeline of every step in Trump's plan to eliminate trans rights. She wanted to provide us historical context for how we got to this moment. Here's Broadly senior editor Amy Rose Spiegel speaking with Diana on her piece. As a journalist, you decided to cover this story from a contextualizing standpoint. I'd love to know why that was the decision that you made about how to cover this very current event. It is so easy to feel afraid under Trump, especially if you're a member of a community who's being and somehow harmed by the Trump administration. Whoever you are, if you're affected in that way in the United States, it's so easy to be afraid. And you're that's righteous. I mean, you're certainly entitled to that. You're also entitled to a really well-rounded understanding of exactly what's going on from a perspective that is not tainted in prejudice. You also deserve a perspective from someone who spent a long time working in transgender subject matter. And so the context that I chose to provide in writing about this is trying to let people know that what's happening now isn't just something that was cooked up in the midst of this wild, out-of-control administration that's just firing left and right at anyone who's different. No. In fact, it is the direct result of a timeline of events that have been going on well before Trump, well before Obama, to undermine the public lives of transgender people in the United States and control gender in all its forms. This is an extreme level of federal distinction and definition around gender that has terrifying ramifications for all Americans. And we deserve to understand the context in which it was made possible. In the Obama administration, a lot of changes took place that affected the trans community quite directly. And I'd love if you could speak to some of that context. You know, under President Obama, more 
positive change occurred for transgender people than any other president in United States history. And that was huge for the community, which had experienced a very long seasoned history of discrimination and frankly, just being ignored. And so people talked about trans people for the first time. Obama issued executive orders clarifying the protection of transgender people under civil rights laws. And because of that, life for trans people in the United States began to change. We had already begun to see a backlash against that progress, but it wasn't surprising. And the more hopeful thing was that we were having any kind of recognition from that level of government at all. On the tail end of Obama, the ACLU is having massive success in shutting down anti-transgender legal cases. People who were often Republican, often conservative, and often religious were coming against school districts, families, the government. But the good news was that transgender people were winning those cases left and right. We were gaining this huge level of precedent. And so when I say precedent, what I mean is a court ruling about anything, right, is precedent. But for trans people in this case, what we were gaining was a large amount of court precedent that was siding with the Obama-era guidelines around transgender rights. But there was also, like, massive backlash on a multi-state lawsuit that was coming against the Obama administration because of the Affordable Care Act and the way in which it enforced transgender medical care which is just to give you the kind of climate that we were in already under Obama. Those were big deals, and we weren't guaranteed a win on any of them. But one of the most interesting things is that there weren't always all shut down. We were still on our road towards true success in the transgender civil rights movement. That's why it's ongoing. That's why it didn't end just because Obama did small things to help us. Right. And then the recognition that you got under the Trump presidency has been quite different, I think, for the trans community. And so we know that this memo has been kind of the focus point of how Trump is dealing with trans American rights. But I'd love if you could take us through, at the start of his presidency, what happened almost immediately for trans people. In the Build up to the 2016 election and then from the election forward, there was already a lot of anxiety within transgender communities that this would not be a president who would be good for the advancement of transgender rights and, in fact, would be quite threatening, in part because transgender people are inherently intersectional. Transgender people are part of every community. Transgender people are disabled. Transgender people are men and women. Transgender people are black. Transgender people are brown. Transgender people are from every nationality and every corner of the world you can imagine, every religion. There's really nothing that can stop a group from having transgender people within it. And so trans people inherently were sensing that like, even if it wasn't coming directly for you as a trans person, it's coming for large swaths of the trans community by virtue of coming for immigrants or for coming for people of color. Um, But then what we experienced very quickly, um, which actually isn't surprising, is Trump beginning to undo the executive um, orders that were issued under President Obama around trans stuff. And some of the executive orders that Obama issued under his presidency were related to the clarification of those civil rights laws that I was talking about before. And so when Trump began to just dismantle those executive orders, it was a clear sign that he didn't support the message of that. And it was just the beginning of what 
you know, has happened ever since. Trump has been so bad for transgender people in so many ways. But as I see it, one of the worst things that he has done was so early in his presidency when his actions and the actions from his administration ultimately influenced the Supreme Court to turn down the Gavin Grimm case. The most iconic bathroom trans case, that to me was such a bad moment because it took away something that we had been building up to throughout the Obama years, to this moment where we were trying to lock in the rights of this transgender boy, Gavin Grimm, and on behalf of him, all other transgender students in the United States. Because Trump's actions undid that opportunity, we are now in a position where we haven't had that level of precedent. And so we're in a position today where the administration that we're living under is drafting memos, trying to form an alliance between the top federal departments that govern our lives in the United States to define transgender people out of existence. And so we've just reached a point where we are in a position where transgender rights really could be threatened, despite the fact that the Constitution protects us. So given that this memo is not about changing the law, but rather the interpretation of it, and we haven't seen a Supreme Court case determine transgender rights in the U.S., the makeup of the court now is different. And if we are going to see a case, it's going to fall under a majority Republican court. What do you think that might mean for transgender people in the coming years? We're in a very precarious situation right now. In a way, we are okay because it's very clear. The ACLU will tell you it's very clear. The civil rights laws that protected us under Obama still protect us today. Just because a new administration is saying that sex doesn't actually protect transgender people under those statutes doesn't make it true. The law still protects us and they'll fight for that in court. That being said, an administration's perspective on the interpretation of a law like that clearly has an influence on the way in which judges feel comfortable in ruling, which is made evident by the opposite that Obama did. And so the risk that we're at today is that you've got an administration that's got a whole really wild, really conservative perspective that's not new at all, but in, in fact quite based in the very same litigation that was under being taken under during the Obama years. It's like the extenuation of those same lawsuits that were against trans students then are the same people from the Heritage Foundation now who work within, which is an extreme Christian organization that does not like transgender people working in the Trump administration now that would like to erase all of these advancements around transgender rights to return the country to a sense of, you know, normalcy, quote-unquote, which is, you know, making America great again. You can read Diana's full piece at broadly.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. 